I think that you are traumatizing bitch face. Bitch face. <laughs> bitch face. <laughs> bitch face. <laughs> Welcome back to Petty Crimes, the only true crime comedy podcast that exclusively investigates Griff's personal opinions on the Barbie movie. Oh. Hi, my name is Griff, and I do have opinions on the Barbie movie. Are you willing <sighs> to share? I am willing to share, and I'll start with this point in that my feedback about the movie from my straights has been very different from the feedback from my queers. And I think they did such an impressive marketing campaign. It was everywhere. But I think for my queer friends, just maybe being a little closer to that kind of material, you know, <laughs> pink dolls, I don't know. It, I think, really, really hyped the movie up. And I, I, I've actually heard something similar about Oppenheimer. I will, I think by the, by the time this comes out, I will have seen it. I'm going to see it soon. But I really liked it. I thought there were moments that were so lovely. But as a whole, I just really liked it. And I was very much expecting to love it and also to leave the theater kind of having some profound thoughts. Mm. I had thoughts about feminism. I had thoughts about women. I had thoughts about masculinity and all of the things they wanted. But I really can't say that where I am in my journey, I was thinking mm. about anything that I hadn't already thought about. What about yeah. you? Did you see it? That take really resonates. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, I loved I it. I'm going to see it again. I mean, like, I super enjoyed it as a woman. But yeah, I mean. Yep. It was yep. marketed. It was so marketed. I mean, I posted a video about... Actually, this is really cute. I will do a little self-promotion here. Like, if y'all have the time, go over to my page. And I posted a video called Barbie. And at the end of it is some lovely home video footage that my mom sent me where I am opening up a gift of a Barbie that I asked for. So that might, I mean, again, like that's how invested I was in going to see this. I went at 12 a.m. the day it came out, literally that morning. So I was a little tired. So I'm going to see it again. But yeah, I, you know, maybe my my thoughts will change a little after seeing it for the second time, but that's where I stand with straight, non-bendy legs as of right now. Wait, I have one more question. When yeah. you were polling, like, your straights and, like, your queer friends, was it, like, predominantly straight women and predominantly queer men? No, good question. It was predominantly, and I should poll my, like, female friends. It was predominantly... And by polling, I mean like a few people I chatted with, but yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of equitably, uh, my straight male friends and then my queer male friends. Hmm. So not I need to any women's opinion on the Barbie <laughs> movie. <laughs> got him, guys. We got him. Griff is canceled. Oh, it's giving Kennergy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right, and I'm, I'm glad I I pick your brain more um, no, offline about it. But no, yeah, that's that's where I stand. You know what else? Just very quickly, I was thinking about our petty criminals the other day because a few people have not enjoyed the fact that I, this is totally off topic of Barbie, but that I don't enjoy animals in my bed. Mm. And I will say the other day I came home and my roommate, Mike, was putting on a new duvet and sheets. And I was like, are those cozy earth? No, I'm kidding. I was like, oh, those are nice. You uh, doing a little kind of redesign. And he said, oh, Gobi keeps getting poop stains all over my stuff. Oh, <laughs> And in that moment, I, you know, I empathize with them. But then I walked into my room smiling, thinking of my petty criminals that don't understand why I don't like animals in my bed. Mm. Yeah. 
So, are you ready for the crime? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. Okay. So, Kira, it was once said that we are a really lovely show to be listening to during the summer. And for me, that automatically transposed to, you know, my time on the beach. And so, I was thinking, if you'd be up for it, that I would pack you a little bit of a beach cooler. Is this what I think it is? I don't know. <laughs> is this, are you doing multiple tiny crimes? I am doing multiple tiny crimes, but they're, they're kind of themed. So yes, to answer your question, yes. But I've themed them as a, because what you, you know, it's important to pack a beach cooler that is, yes. that speaks to your heart. So as we unfurl these crimes, I would like to ask you what your preferences are based on the crimes. So we're going to pack a beach drink. Okay. We're going to pack a little main dish. Okay. And then we're going to have some chips. Okay. Does that sound all right? That sounds great. Do I get to pick the order? No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. What do you think? This is Barbie land? <laughs> Excuse me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've designed it to flow, so please don't pick the order. <laughs> okay, got it. Just because if anyone was wondering, at 10 a.m. I'm eating the sandwich. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. This is why I picked the order. <laughs> okay. Without further ado, let's start with our beach drink. Okay. This tiny little crime was submitted by Vicky. It's ongoing. Those involved Vicky, Hans, who is Vicky's brother, and, oh my God, what a perfect question for you to ask at the beginning of this episode. I called this other character Ken for a reason. Hmm. Okay. All right. So let's get into crime number one, shall we? It's the drink. It's the beach drink. I'm ready. Perfect. Vicky begins. Hi, Griffin, Kira. I recently discovered your podcast and I am loving it all the way from over in Australia. Ooh. Hi, Barbie. <laughs> I can. <laughs> I wanted to submit my own petty crime because I'm not sure if we're evil people, LOL. Ooh. My brother Hans and I sometimes work together at a small cafe in a very affluent area. Mm-hmm. There's this guy. Let's call him Ken. That's a customer and comes in on the weekends. Okay. Ken gives off this real nice guy Jim Bro vibe. And you can tell that he kind of thinks that he's a bit of a legend. Mm. Does that at all remind you of Ken from the movie Barbie? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So when he comes in, he always asks to pay for another person's coffee, saying that he just wants to pay it forward, you know? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, super nice. This is my first time in years of hospitality that anyone has ever asked me to do this, though. In general, and definitely this often. I don't think it's really that big of a thing in Australia, to be honest. Here's where the petty crime comes in. Neither myself nor my brother want to take on the emotional labor of having to explain the situation to the next person who comes in. So we just never pay it forward. When he comes in, I charge him extra for his coffee, but I never pay it forward by giving the next person the coffee he thinks he's paying for. She writes, and I'm, she's, she's already done. I'm so sorry. I figured these are all people who live on a bougie area, so they really don't need a free coffee, LOL. Let me know what you te- think. Are we criminals? Mm. Quick thoughts. Quick thoughts? Um Quick thoughts are, I don't really think it's emotional labor to tell somebody they're getting a free coffee. I think you live, toots. 
I know. I guess, I guess, I don't know. I, maybe I don't know the definition of emotional labor enough to speak on that, but I don't think it sounds hard. And I, I, I'm with you on that. It's not like, come on. It's not a labor. And yeah. she did spell it because you're in Australia. Shout out to our non-American listeners. She oh. spelled it labor. labor? Emotional labor. <laughs> yeah. I, I apologize for that. Um <laughs> Keep it coming. I, and okay, I get that it's an affluent area. What if you kind of squeaked the rules and you waited until you got somebody who you thought looked like they could use a free coffee? Like they're having oh. a shitty day or like they're a student or something. That could be nice. Oh, that's a really nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, got it. Quick thought is that the emotional labor isn't necessarily that big of a labor. A quick thought is it's criminal to to let somebody pay it forward and then not ever give anybody a free coffee. Perfect. Then let's quickly tick through the two verdicts with that thought in mind. Verdict number one, is Ken guilty for wanting to pay it forward in this way? No. (laughs) Perfect. And the last one for this tiny little drink of a crime, are Vicky and Hans, the siblings at the coffee shop, guilty of charging Ken double and then not paying it forward on his behalf? They are. Yeah. (laughs) They're not guilty for being a brother-sister duo working at a coffee shop. I'm obsessed with that part. Yeah, that's so, but, that's so quirky. But, yeah, they, they got to pay it forward. Yeah, they got, you got to, yep, you're charging him double, pay it forward. Perfect. We're in alignment with that. That's I like drink. this. I'm ready for the next one. Yep, the next one. And just to close that out, Kira, what's your go-to beach drink? Ooh. A lemonade. Ooh, nice. You, Griff? Mine's freshly squeezed watermelon juice, or really any agua fresca. I just find watermelon juice so refreshing in the heat. Ooh, that rocks. Yeah. All right, perfect. We are no longer thirsty. We're hungry. So let's move on to the main dish that I've packed in our cooler, shall we? Mm -hmm. This crime has been submitted by someone we're going to call Maggie. It occurred 10 years ago. Do you like vintage? Love vintage. Love vintage work. Those involved, Maggie, our protagonist, Rachel, Maggie's roommate, okay. and then a few of her other sweet mates that remain nameless. Ah, pretty, sweet mates. Are we in college? Sweet mates. We are in college. We're going back to college. <laughs> what college? We won't say because we're not having people do shots. That's right. Maggie begins. <clears throat> Hi, Petty Crimes peeps. Call me Maggie. Love the podcast, and I'm so happy that That Spooky recommended you. Cuties. Yes. I want to I wanna guest on that show. I'm hoping to. It's really good. Love it. Yeah, That Spooky's a great podcast. Especially their Friday episodes, which I've been listening to. Uh, spooky Gay Bullshit, which is <laughs> right up my alley. She continues, My potential petty crime takes place over a decade ago in the pettiest of places, a freshman dorm. Hmm. I was assigned to share a sweet-style dorm layout with four rooms and a communal bathroom. Oh, God. Criminal or minimal communal bathrooms? Um, mm, <laughs> a little bit criminal, but also five, five freshmen sharing a room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sweets. It's the sweet life. Each room had two freshman strangers and were connected along in a single hallway that opened up to an open-air walkway. Gotcha. Standard suite. There... The scene is set, so let's get to our key players, she says. The eight residents of this suite got along relatively harmoniously, with few growing pains. My direct roommate was the one exception. Let's call Mm. her Rachel. 
Rachel started off living in the dorm, but was soon swept away with the joy of parties and whichever boo-thang of the week she was cohabitating with that week. Get it, Rachel. Get it, girl. (laughs) (laughs) But it is interesting because, like, especially freshman year, you do have people that are plugged into that kind of faster-paced, outside-of-the-dorm, like, vibe. Mm -hmm. And so, you know... You either are like building really close relationships with your dorm mates, and then you have one or two that are probably just finding their their space otherwise. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So a little bit of an imbalance. And um, everyone's kind of growing up at a different pace too. It's a whole thing. Oh my God. Freshman year was so great. It's like, it seems like a fever dream. It's so weird. On the rare times she was home, she would frequently leave clothing, bags, and trash around the shared spaces. Hmm. Crucially, she seemed to also be part piggy bank and also left a trail of quarters and dimes behind her like a particularly philanthropic leprechaun. (laughs) (laughs) This seemed to happen whenever she'd come home drunk. She also acquired a tank with two pet fish that were left unnamed and mostly unfed by her. Jesus. Oh, no. (laughs) Eventually, the sweet members banded together to christen the fish and name them Beyonce and Bitchface. And we set up a feeding schedule to keep them alive. Okay, incredible. Yep. Sadly, Beyonce the fish swam into her eternal rest at the hands of a blob of mold in the fish tank. Oh. Curiously, we we let her float there for over two weeks, hoping that Rachel would notice. Um. (laughs) She never did. All right. So, you know what? This is the kind of time where my my little sniffer... My little nose starts smelling that we may have a little bit of unreliable narration. Because it's oh, like, interesting. oh, we banded together to feed the fish and create a feeding schedule. And we left the carcass in the <laughs> tank for two weeks to see if she noticed. It's like, okay, are you benevolent animal lover or are you not? Because like, yeah, I yeah. think that you are traumatizing bitch face. <laughs> a sentence I've never said before in my life, but like... <laughs> I never thought of that. The like trauma bitch face is, is going through is having to, I mean, I guess avoid swimming past dead Beyonce. Yeah. This is a real like yellow jackets in a fish tank situation. I'm oh. like, I'm like, anyway, sorry. Is that even the crime? Who knows? No, but I love the energy you just set for us. This is the, this, I needed that. All right. She, and again, she said, you know, they left the fish carcass there and she never noticed. Okay. So, got it. So she's, she's not noticing things. Got it. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Having had enough of her not noticing, we finally held a funeral that was shockingly well attended. Hmm. Okay. So the crime in question. After asking Rachel multiple times over several weeks to please clean up in the common spaces and on my side of our dorm room, we all finally had enough. My other sweet mates and I made a plan. We set up a whiteboard in another room and started tracking where the glorious change of hers fell after each of her drunken tooth fairy visits. <laughs> yeah. Gals, you need to join a club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We planned but to also pocket obsessed. <laughs> yeah, obsessed. We planned to pocket the change. And our rules for that were simple. One, the money had to be left in a communal space. Two, Mm-hmm. It had to sit untouched for a whole week. Mm-hmm. And then finally, three, it had to remain unclaimed and unasked about by the leprechaun. I have no issue with any of those rules. That sounds cool. good to me. We're rounding home. 
any change that met those criteria was gathered and placed in a fund for pizza. Mm. Call it, <laughs> call it, we like pizza. Call it payment for putting up with her chaos. And in parentheses, she writes, and not to mention the occasional loud sex nights that took place when I was in the room asleep uh, next to her. Oh, yeah. I have been God, there, by the way. I have been so there. so weird. Like, I'm, it is. And I'm so ashamed and sad and like question, questioning the fact that I have been in that same situation where my direct roommate had brought a girl home and boom, boomed and me with me in the room room. A wild crazy too much wild. simply we too much to unpack we simply have to move on <laughs> and honestly i don't want to unpack it i want to i want to push it down and stifle it <laughs> you want to move on yeah i want to move on <laughs> she continues after a few months we finally had enough money for a delivery pizza from our local pizza place and we Amazing. rejoiced and we rejoiced in handing over all that change for cheesy goodness we however did not invite rachel to the pizza party oh i've attached a phone <laughs> I've attached a photo of our cardboard taped payment and coupon. By the way, 2012 was somewhat of a different time, but we did tip well. So, was this theft? Technically, yes, but morally? Should we have given it back to her when she was sober or at least invited her to the pizza party? Or was it payment for putting up with her drama llama? XOXO, Maggie and my roommates. What are quick thoughts? Quick thoughts about drunken stupors, freshman year, coming back, being sloppy around communal spaces, sex in the dorm rooms, anything before we get into uh, our verdicts. Okay. My quick thoughts are everybody has like a different definition of like how they should be living. Like <laughs> I like I guarantee that Rachel in a different suite with different roommates, they would have been like, you're great. You're normal. We're all the same level of messy. Mm. But but it seemed like with these four very observant, fastidious roommates who were charting on a whiteboard where she left coins for over a week at a time, yeah. she was she was messy. Yeah. And that's why well, you just have to let it all shake out and see who's meant to be living with who. Well, speaking of shaking out, what are your quick thoughts on change shaking out of her as she... I, for me, that was like, how is that even possible? And I guess 2012 was less of a... Less of a like tap and go situation, so change might have been. I don't know. I don't feel like I had a lot of change on me as a as a freshman, but I know I'm like, was, did she have <gasps> laundry? I did lie. Well, yeah, laundry, but then what's with all the dimes? <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we don't we don't know about these coins, but those are my quick thoughts. Okay, perfect. Let's get into the verdict questions because we're we're gonna finish up this main dish, and we do have to save room for some chips that we want to indulge in. Yay. Verdict question number one. Was Rachel guilty for any of her sloppy freshman year behavior? Any of the stuff we just talked about? Guilty for any of it? Yes. She's guilty for buying two fish, not naming them, (laughs) not feeding them, letting one die, and then leaving its body in the tank for two weeks. (laughs) Fair, fair ruling. (laughs) Um, leaving coins around, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I okay, and then, and then officially agreed with all, both of those points, and then official ruling on, like, just the messiness in the communal spaces. Guilty or not guilty? Yeah, it's like a little criminal. Okay. Cool. All right. Were Maggie and the roommates guilty for leaving a dead fish in the tank for two weeks, hoping that their roommate would notice? Yes, they were. Yeah. Yes, they were. Yeah. 
if anything, for the trauma that Bitchface was had to have gone through. Yeah. Right. Every everyone apologized to Bitchface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, do you she care did. for the fish or do you not? You named him. You're feeding him, and then one died, and you left. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, I cut this out, but they. Uh, she had mentioned that at the end of the semester, Bitchface had you know survived the year, and uh, Rachel's siblings and family carried her out onto her next dorm. So Bitchface did survive. Yeah. Resilient. Resilient fish. Were Maggie and the roommates guilty for collecting her loose change? Um, this is controversial. Oh. But. On this show? (laughs) No, I think it's, you might notice a theme with, with our verdicts, which is like, if something is for the plot, (laughs) we're like more likely to say it's minimal. Like I'm kind of amused by whiteboard tracking these coins and whether they've been untouched for a week. I kind of think that collecting these coins slowly but surely is kind of hilarious. And I'm therefore going to say that it's not criminal. Same. And she never circled back and was like, you know, so weird. Have you seen like 10 quarters? Have you? No. Okay. She never like, she never asked, right? At least yeah. that was not included in the story. And you but know, but I will say this ruling has a little asterisk next to it, which I'll unpack after your next question. Oh shit! Okay, got it. And if I were to rule guilty, because I, whenever I see a quarter, I think because of the laundry payment, I'm trained to like collect mm. for, uh, you know, maybe stealing the like more valuable fucking change. Nah, sure, nah, sure, nah. sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. But it's petty change. <gasps> petty change. Oh shit! Title. Last verdict question before your asterisks build out. Mm-hmm. Were Maggie and the roommates guilty for throwing a pizza party with the loose change and not inviting Rachel to said pizza party? They're not guilty for throwing a pizza party. I think that's awesome. Uh, um, did they pay the pizza person in coins? Oh, that's another good one. I think I gathered that they did. Mm. Guilty for that? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, they said they tipped, so I think it's okay. Yeah, they're gu- that's where my I'm gonna unpack my asterisks now. All right. They are guilty for not inviting Rachel. I think that collecting all of her quarters and coins slowly but surely <laughs> while she's coming home drunk is hilarious. I do think they should have come clean and been like, here's all the coins that you've been leaving around, you little leprechaun. We wanna <laughs> buy pizza. Yeah. Should, is that cool? And give her the chance to be like, ha, 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 that's so funny. Yeah, let's all get pizza. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that. Easy easy for me to say, but I think that's a cuter ending. I do too. I think that's cute. I would, if, even if you wanted to like, because like we said, we're all for the story. It couldn't have even been like a fun added petty element if you invited her. She said yes, because I don't know, she's giving the vibe that like free food would be very interesting to her based on her like. <laughs> like whimsical behavior and lack of caring. Yeah. And so it would be kind of funny, a la our, our giraffe crime, if she was eating the pizza that she was paying for with her fallen drunken change. I, I like that for the story. See, I don't like that. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it's her money and you have to ultimately give her the final say. Oh, got it. Um, Yeah. Well, that's why we make such a good balance as a team hero because... <laughs> I, uh, I lean petty and you lean, uh, nice. (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, I hope you're not too full because that was our main dish, which I do want to ask you about quickly before we head into our 
mm. evergreen fun segment. If you are to pack a beach sandwich, what does that sandwich look like? They obviously were eating pizza, but I want to know about your beach sandwich. White bread, mayo, bologna, <gasps> American cheese from the deli. Whoa. Mustard. Yeah. On the diagonal. Yes. Jimbo the drag clown is uh, rejoicing. He Ooh. loves he loves bologna. Okay. A bologna moment. Work. Yeah, just for the beach. <laughs> Otherwise, I, I don't buy bologna. I don't have bologna, but for the beach, yeah. I really like bologna. We grew up eating a lot of bologna. Mm. Mm-hmm. What's your beach sando? Oh, my beach sando is sub roll. Ugh. Just because it's just like a little easier to like contain. Really yummy and rich, decadent chicken salad. Mm. And you can even have a little bit of grapes in it if you want. Just a little like crunch of refreshingness as you bite. Um, yeah, a little mustard on top uh, and cheddar cheese underneath. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And then obviously a side of chips, which we'll get into. Thanks for... Thanks for coming along on this. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Chippinola or Chiminal. <laughs> <laughs> Our chip-themed criminal or minimal segment. <laughs> um, so y'all, yes, we. J- I just did a little off-air explaining of what this is for Kira. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we y'all just you submitted a few weeks ago a bunch of criminal or minimals. We're gonna treat them like chips and just. Pick and munch and work through this bag. Yeah, let's work through it. Um, I'll take it away first. Criminal or minimal griff, the Paris Hilton Crocs collab. Ooh, I haven't seen those yet. And that was submitted by my friend Spencer. Hey, Spencer. I haven't seen Spencer in so long. Um, Thanks for listening. I'm going to say minimal. I think Paris is in a really cool spot right now. I haven't seen what they look like, but Mm. I would assume that they're very Paris Hilton and very... Of the moment. So I'm going to say minimal. Hell yeah. Criminal or minimal. Oh, eating a mostly brown banana submitted by Lily Meyer Hoff. Mm, minimal. Ugh. I say criminal. The texture is so gross. Mm, yeah, but like it's not criminal. Like you're a freak for that. But like it's, <laughs> your, <laughs> it's like your own. I don't know. You're the one eating it. I hate seeing my teeth mark in bananas, so I like break them off. And so the idea of biting into a squishy brown banana. And trust me, I'm here for brown bananas. But no, sorry. For me, it's criminal. <laughs> okay. Oh, criminal oh, yeah, or <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> Criminal or minimal? Sending voice notes because you're just not, you just don't like to text. (laughs) Um, Criminal. I like voice notes, but sometimes I don't want to, like if I have to reference something you're you're saying, like if we're making plans, I don't want to have to listen to a full fucking voice message or no. I want to like just be able to read it quicker, you know? Totally. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's funny. Criminal or minimal. Submitted by Graham Krakka. My baby spitting up breast milk that took me all day to collect. Oh, criminal. <laughs> You're a bad baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be more respectful, baby. <laughs> criminal or minimal. Breaking up with someone via handwritten letter delivered in the mail <laughs> with no follow-up convo. <laughs> 
iconic. Um, <laughs> I'm a sucker for a handwritten note as my dad's been writing me them all basically my whole life. <laughs> Criminal. Come on. You got to follow mm. up. This yeah. Like 1890. Mm-hmm. You're not at war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Criminal or minimal saying I'd rather order my own actually when someone suggests that you all share a bunch of entrees. Ah, uh, minimal. For I sure. want to share. I want to share with you, but that's your prerogative. I don't want to share with you. I'm a like Damn. I want I I want to like I know what I want and I want to be able to portion my bites out. I'm a kind mm. of I'm kind of a freak eater. It's weird. Mm. Um I have one last one. Okay. Criminal or minimal, loudly calling landscapers for quotes to get your damn husband to mow the damn lawn. <laughs> Criminal <laughs> or minimal? Minimal. <laughs> drive that point home honey Mm -hmm. that sounds like it could be a full-on crime no minimal that's funny i wonder if uh your husband got the hint ever yeah let us know (laughs) let us know all right kira to close things off go to beach chips go to beach chips uh ruffles Ooh, good one you ruffles are the only brand that i will ever indulge in having the like the cheddar flavor there's like a orange flavor that cheddar and sour cream yeah that's like the only brand i'll have that flavor from i don't know why um for Mm. me these the uh simply cheetos puffs white cheddar they are my crack not only on the beach but like watching a movie high or watching a movie sober uh (laughs) they're crack and i've been enjoying them on the beach till next time do you want to go for a swim Let's get in. Perfect. See ya. See ya. Hey, I'm Talia Lickstein. And I'm Jake Cornell. And we're the hosts of a new podcast in the Sick Bird family. Basic Training. Navigating social situations is hard. Not for us, but apparently for everyone else. So we're here to help. Every week, people will call in and tell us about their fights, awkward situations, dating disasters, and ask what we would do to help solve their problems. The best part is we don't always agree. Check out Basic Training wherever you get your podcasts.